Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Smart, Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Supporting women is my passion and my purpose, and finding other women and men who lift women up is my favorite thing to do. Their voices are inspiring, and they help us understand that we can all succeed if we support one another in work and in our lives. These amazing conversations gave me the stories and the wisdom from my earlier book, Leading Women, and they have also inspired me for my newest book, which came out in 2019, titled In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life. Now, this week, I'm pleased to welcome Pat Mitchell. Pat is a fireball. She is a lifelong advocate for women and girls. Throughout her career as a journalist, Emmy-winning producer, and groundbreaking executive, she focused on elevating women's stories and increasing their representation everywhere. She is the co-founder, curator, and host of TED Women. She is board chair of Sundance Institute and Women's Media Center, and she is trustee of V-Day Movement, the Skoll Foundation, and the Acumen Fund. She is also an advisor to the participant media and served as a congressional appointment to the American Museum of Women's History Advisory Council. Pat has won far more awards than I can possibly mention, and uh, she is just amazing. And uh, what we hear about her is now, this is what's so exciting, her newest book, Becoming a Dangerous Woman, Embracing Risk to Change the World. I could not wait to welcome her to Smart Amazing Conversations. So I'm really excited to introduce Pat Mitchell and for her to share her wonderful passion and how we will elevate women. Welcome, Pat, and thank you for being a dangerous woman. Thanks for being with me. So welcome. I'm glad you're with me. And like I said, this is a 30-minute conversation just to talk about you. It's just about you today. It's not about me. It's about you. (laughs) <laughs> you know that's very difficult for women to do, don't you? <laughs> I know, but this is your 30 minutes, and so you get to say whatever you like. And uh, I've read your book, and uh, I've listened to your TED Talk, so I pretty well know, and then I've listened to you in person. You you are a delightful person, there's no doubt oh, in my mind. Thank you for that, Nancy. I feel the same way. The, the problem with people reading your memoir, or the challenge, I should say, is that you know a lot more about me than I know about you. And, uh, you know, that's, so that seems a well, little unfair. <laughs> let, me, let me catch you up real quick, because I'm not shy either. I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. So I am a southern girl, and uh, I grew up in a very, very strict home, and I had many, many challenges. Uh, I was pregnant when I got married. I mean, we do have a lot of similarities, and, you know, the challenges of when I was growing up as as a woman, becoming a woman, and when you were growing up, it really wasn't that much different. But in some respects, it's not that different for women even today, which is really, there's the pros and cons of all that. So this is why this book is... I just absolutely love the title. We we had so much fun with your title of the book at uh, the Diversity Women's Conference after you left because <laughs> everybody was walking around going, I'm a dangerous woman. I'm they a, go, no. They well, said, no, I'm a dangerous woman. No, I'm more dangerous <laughs> than you are. So, And you know, Nancy, when I first suggested that as the title of the book, my publishers went, oh, no, we can't possibly do that. That's such an inflammatory word. You'll alienate all the women. I mean, oh, they yeah. were – 
and I wasn't sure that they they might have been right. But yeah. what I now find amusing is stories like you're sharing with me. And the other day, I was at this um, women's gathering here in your hometown, Atlanta, Georgia, uh-huh. and all of these Southern women who, honestly, I would never thought I would have heard them doing this. They were all all doing exactly that, going, no, I'm more dangerous than you are. <laughs> no, no, I did something really dangerous last week. <laughs> well, the, and the, everybody the... <laughs> in the room was talking about it. So I feel like I have helped redefine the word and make it applicable to the suggest we still face. Yeah, well, and the, and the wonderful thing that you're talking about, too, is women over, and this is what I really, really like, women over the age of 65, we're going to be running the world. No and, you know, and I think that's something that women are – my first book was called Timeless Women Speak, Feeling Youthful at Any Age. And the, Ooh, the one thing that we that talked way. about – yeah, we talked about age is just a number. And I think it's really becoming so important for for women, women that have the you, – you have a history. You have a story. You have so much to share that, you know, it, it's just a waste of – uh, you know, we talk about talent, but it's a waste of these women who just kind of settle back and kind of kick back, and because this is really when we're just really getting our getting our engines going, I really there is going. No question. I mean, the dangerous side of sixty, as I like to think about it, is our prime time, because yeah. we have put aside some of the responsibilities of family and all the things that you and I and uh, so many others juggled all those years. And as I say in the book, you know, we know so much and we've done even more. So why would we step on the sidelines now when the world needs us more than ever, when we have more to give than ever, less to lose, more to gain, uh, more to do? Uh, That was really the call to action. So I appreciate that that you picked that up. And then you also found the resonances, you know, in my story with yours, because that is another thing that I have found all everywhere I've gone now. You yeah, know, well, I mean, it really is. The same. Our credibility score has risen dramatically, so thank you very much. Anyway, let's talk about you. Let's talk about your story, because, you know, yeah, you know, and I was reading, I thought, you know, growing up in the civil rights and equal rights, but you know what, we're we're still growing up with civil rights and equal rights. But growing up at, at, in those times when they were truly becoming issues, what how, you know? What is your story? How'd you get to be you? How are you? Who who the heck am I talking to? <laughs> huh. You know, I'm doing a session this weekend with a friend of mine. It's called "How the Hell Did I Get Here?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think sometimes I, I do think about that. Uh, I think my social justice gene, uh, and I do believe it, it was embedded in me early came from my grandmother, who goodness knows where it came from for her because she was an uneducated tenant farmer uh, who had never lived anywhere outside these small tenant farms in in South Georgia. But she just had this imagination about what the world should be, and she told me great stories about uh, all places she'd never seen. And and I think that ignited not only curiosity, but whatever inside of me felt that a lot of what I was seeing around me in mm-hmm. the South, in the 50s, was not right. It right. was not right for me, and it was not right for the world. Yeah. So when I went to the university, uh, inspired by that eighth-grade English teacher who uh, continued to to inspire that thinking on my part, and it was the year of integrating the University of Georgia, uh, 
I, I felt I had stepped into exactly where I needed to be to make a difference. Yeah. And even though my difference uh, that I made during those years was probably minimal, I jumped in with two feet because I felt here's here's a way to right a wrong. Here Here's one injustice I can be a part of. And yeah. then right on top of that was the women's movement, just at a time when I myself was having to reexamine everything that I thought my life would be, which was, you know, get married, have children, yeah. teach school, live next door to my mother. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, get the, get that the was missus the degree and go forward, yes. That's right. That was the expectation, learn how to type, which I did, gratefully. Uh-huh. Um, Me too. But mm-hmm. But after the divorce and the child and a lot of other realities, like not being paid equally for equal work, not having family, all the things that women today are still struggling with. Yeah. Um, it it really set me on fire. I mean, I felt I have to spend whatever time I can and whatever platforms that I happen to get, uh, and in my case it turned out to be media, I have to use the power of all of that uh, to elevate these issues, to talk mm-hmm. about them, to put women's stories out front. And that really characterizes all of the the very many different jobs I had because yeah. I kind of zigzagged through the media world yeah. following my curiosity more than anything else and following the opportunities to tell women's stories. That, that really yeah. defines how, for me, um, I used a media career. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the first question I ask anyone when I do start a conversation. Tell me your story because... We know that when when women share their stories and oftentimes don't share them, you can go into a networking event and and you you can walk out and say, well, who is she or what she do? And she go, well, I don't really know. We, we we don't toot our horns and oftentimes we don't tell people who we are. You know, men will go, you go in, you'll find out how much they make, what their job is, you know, what their golf handicap is. And women, you know, we we've got to learn to start sharing who we are because every time we do so we connect you know and i think that's what what goes on when you you know when you're speaking you can you see people's heads heads start to nod you see people start to go yes Yes. and and it opens up this wonderful conversation and this connection that lasts a lifetime i really believe it's the way that we not only have survived through all the challenges of the generations of women but it's the way we thrived because we did come together in small groups outside our huts or villages and and we shared the information that was necessary to keep life going forward to protect our children take care of family and home and and now the and then when the women's uh, movement started you may remember the consciousness raising circles that was what that was all about that was all about tell me your story and today yeah. when I go into any room, it's the first thing I want to do. Uh, you know, along, though, Nancy, along with telling our stories and sharing our stories, which I obviously believe so strongly in because that's why I stayed uh, trying to write this book for five years. Uh, you did, you did I, it. <laughs> I, I believe in the importance of it. But I also believe that women come to every room and every opportunity with a different set of listening skills, too. Sure. And that that is part of what we are deploying now when we get to leadership and when we have power. If we can just hold on to those things that we have 
intrinsically that I believe in many ways is part of our DNA to yeah. be good listeners, to look for collaborative alliances, to look for ways to bridge differences. Yeah. I believe we have that, and uh, holding on to it and using it. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the things, that, I mean, I spoke at this conference also, but one one of the things I started out with saying is that we have to ask for what we want. Yes. You know, and, and I think women particularly, we, we need to not only use our voices for, for good to change the world, but we really need to be very clear about what we want and what we personally need. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about self-care in the book, and I think that's key, is that when women really start to value themselves and understand they are deserving and that they do have uh, amazing talents and the power to, the power to, yeah. to do these things, uh, anything is possible. But, you know, it does often take, you, you, you talk about your, your teacher, you talk about your grandmother. And, you know, when you, when you spoke about those two people, two faces came, into, came to my mind as well. I had two grandmothers, and I had a mother that was a top real estate uh, saleswoman, and then I had a teacher who had a braid that wrapped around her head probably 30 times or whatever. <laughs> but but she took the time, and they yeah. took the time to tell me that I, I was special. They took the time to tell me that I was worth it. They mm-hmm. took the time to tell me about themselves. And I think that's the value also that we women need to understand is when we do reach out, we ask for what we want, then we actually share and mentor and help other women, anything is possible. Anything is possible. And part of that, um, getting to that place of believing anything is possible and that we not only can make changes, but we bring different approaches to problem solving is part of the work that I'm really committed to now. I'm working with women leaders. And in convening small groups of these women from across all sectors, women from every part of life, some elected officials, some from big civil society organizations, and getting them to, to first of all, step into the power, yeah. you know, accept that they have it, they have influence, they have yeah. power. Yeah. And that means, of course, for many of us, redefining power so that it doesn't look and act and, and uh, speak like we're used to seeing it uh, in the paradigm of power that exists everywhere, but really changing that paradigm yeah, by absolutely. the way we're using it. And yeah. I put women together and said, okay, let, let's let's come at the climate crisis. Let's find a new way to solve that. And everyone going, well, wait a minute, I'm not an expert in, in climate. Women are the first to declare that they're not experts, you know, or yeah. that they maybe don't tick all the boxes for every application, right. whereas men are just quite happy to turn in the application, even if they, you know, only meet, meet two they of get the, the qualifications. Two, they get the two doctors they might try for the job. <laughs> yeah, women, yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, but in doing this, we, I have, we have actually seen outcomes that are different but it does start with believing in our own power and then deciding making a decision to use it differently to share yeah. it and yeah. use it differently yeah power to not the power over and that's that's again very, when women begin true. to understand that they've always had this power you know they've always had it and and that it's always been waiting and and waiting for them to use it in such a positive way because when women change their communities for the good and they change their world for good that's different but if they if you define it as power somehow they get really uncomfortable and and I guess that's the other thing pat women have to get used to being uncomfortable 
You know, <laughs> you true. you grew up in the South. You know about yeah. being. You have to be. You have to be prim and proper and not make people uncomfortable. But right. it's dangerous women thing. make. Yeah. Don't don't dangerous women make people uncomfortable a little bit? I definitely do, and I'm enjoying it now. <laughs> even though, even though when I was growing up, like you, uh, I worry, you know, you would never say anything that you thought might make someone uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. It was it was so important to look a certain way and act a certain way. But now I I love speaking out about the way I really think and feel. <laughs> even yeah. you know, even when I know it's going to make somebody really uncomfortable, um, because. Frankly, I haven't got the time to waste anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, that balancing act that you and I and so many other women did for most of our lives, yeah. it's tiring. Well, to be a good leader, you might as well face it, not everybody's going to like you. Okay. And they're not going to like the way you do things, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just part of nature. You know, get over it. Get over and it and get on with it. it's making a difference. If, if everybody, the people who really are loved and liked, I mean, by and large, you have to look at, well, are they just maintaining the status quo and therefore yeah. not upsetting anyone? Um, yeah. So it's time for us to upset a lot of people, I think. Yeah. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's okay, do it. Okay. I'm ready. What, 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 <laughs> which group shall we start with? <laughs> uh, you know what? You've got, we've all got great groups. You know, it was funny. There was one woman I spoke to at this conference, and she came up to me and 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 she she introduced herself and I said hi how are you she goes you know this is the first women's women's conference I've been to and I went really I, and I looked at her and I said well how how are you liking it how's it going she goes I really really like this she says and then she says you know what she says I've never felt so so safe and so comfortable mm-hmm. this you know uh, Gloria of course you know we we had great speakers and great leaders yeah. there that were just right. feisty as all get out and get up there on the <laughs> stage and yell and scream and make you know make noises and, and and you know and for people that haven't been around that you know it's it's wonderful it's absolutely wonderful but to watch the smiles uh, the smile on her face was that you know what I said you know and and you spoke about this when you spoke in, at the diversity women's yeah. is that women yeah. when we get together and make a point of going into these these gatherings together, we always come out of it rejuvenated. We always come out feeling so much better about ourselves. It's so true. And there, there's new research, you know. I, I think I referenced it that day, but it's very encouraging when you know what you and I have been feeling about these gatherings, the yeah. way that makes us feel, which we know is positive, the way it inspires us, the people we meet. We know all those kind of personal values that we take away from a women's convening. But now Harvard Business School has documented that women who go to women's conferences are 70% more likely to get a raise or to yeah. be promoted. And I think there's a direct link that's so clear there. You yeah. In these gatherings, we not only share stories and strategies, but we inspire each other. We yeah. give each other. Uh, that. That's the collective strength. Well, Gloria, Gloria Feld talks about the infinite pie, and you know the and and I think women don't understand. You know, first of all, leading is women, but many women do not understand competition. You know, there's nothing wrong with competition. You know, that's that's the way the world works. But but what women need to understand is that there is an infinite pie of possibilities and opportunities 
to share and to collaborate. And once we start doing it, and I think that's where the positive part comes into when women gathers, when they're saying, you know, I walk, I walked out of the conference and said, I've made, I've made six great contacts. I've got this business possibility, or I found out more about this. I mean, you walk out with all these resources and people that are going to help you. They're going to help you. Right. And it's the personal value of just getting to know each other and connecting with each other. I've always had this dream that there would be a media service that we would all go to every morning, the whole yeah. world. I mean, to yeah. all the world's women. Yeah. And, and I actually tried to launch it when I worked for Ted Turner. We had we we called it the Women's Information Network When. I and thought that it, was great. And, yeah. we, and that could have been at least a media way. Now we have all these social platforms and podcasts like you and I are doing now, which right. are wonderful ways for us to get to know more about each other's stories. Yeah. But I'd long for a way for us to connect all those dots together yeah. and so that we can really start to shift the direction of these, for me, really dangerous times. Yeah. That's why I... I talk about being a dangerous woman. I think well, it's it is. There, there are dangerous times. We, we have to, you know, uh, we can't have a women's march and then go home and sit back and wait for no. something to happen. We have got to stay active and be active. And, uh, you know, let, we're going to run out of time here. So I want you to promote your book. This is about you <laughs> and this book because it is Thank a wonderful you. book. It has so much information and so many great things for women to read about the power to and, and leadership and and how they find their find their voices, find their voices and find their passion and, and make this world a better place because I, I don't want people using my oxygen if they aren't if they aren't doing something good in the world. So let's talk about you know, you talk about becoming a dangerous woman and really uh, you know, this is what we need to do. We be we we become dangerous women during dangerous times, but how do we do it? Well we have already talked about some of the things we do. We speak up Yep. We say what we really think and feel. We speak right. out against injustice, against racism, against sexism, against violence against women. We speak up for the policies that matter, and there are opportunities, you know, to do this in what may feel like small ways, but they're not small. I, I say in the book, nothing about injustice is trivial. And yeah. so every time we see it, we have to speak out against it. In every room we go into, every gathering, every convening, every table we sit at, I now make it a point. Part of being dangerous for me is looking around the room and going, hmm, who's not here? Yeah. You know, who's not represented? Whose voices are not being heard? And mm-hmm. then speaking up about it instead yeah. of being quiet and and nice about yeah. it. Yeah. That's part of being dangerous. And then I think the most dangerous thing we can do in these dangerous times, is show up for one another. Yeah. Support one another. When mm-hmm. women are running for office, campaign for them. When women are teaching or volunteering or organizing, whatever they're doing where we can provide support, be a part of that support network. Because that is how I've seen change happen all over the world. I take Absolutely. a lot of solace and I share these stories in the book from the women that I've worked with around the world who have truly redefined the meaning of community. When there's a crisis in their community coming together, and, and crisis are every day now. Sure. You know, the, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and coming together and finding solutions together, reaching across our differences. I really believe women have the capacity to do that, and I witnessed it in my work in Israel and the Middle East and El Salvador and other places, Northern Ireland, where women have found ways to come together across differences yeah. for the bigger purpose of peace well, and, and, and equality. And then well, we you're just not you're not finished. You've got lots of work to do, and so <laughs> so we both do. But but you know, we again, have a I, lot of work to do. <laughs> But you know what? It's more fun with more people. It's a lot more fun when we get more people gathering in the room to do it. So it's uh, more fun and it's more effective. We're not going to be able to do it by ourselves. Becoming one dangerous woman is not going to do it. But becoming many dangerous women together who are determined to be brave and bold and speak up and speak out that that will make a difference. I believe that. Well, when you when you left uh, the Diversity Women's Conference, there was a lot of puffing up occurring. <laughs> I love it. I so wish I had been able to see that because puffing I up it. and pr- puffing up and prancing. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, when I said it the first time, Nancy, everyone looked at me like, "What?" <laughs> so she lost her mind. Oh well, I, I'm gonna. I have, I, of course, I want to continue that. And I've gained my. My energy, my spirit, my inner danger. Yes. Well, I think it's wonderful. But, you know, anything that we can do, Women Connect for Good, my foundation, take the lead. We're we're all in it together. We and are. that's the name of my book, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Business and Life. We're not going to get it done by ourselves. We didn't get where we are by ourselves. So it's we're all in it together. But uh, I, I've got something to ask you. And then, of course, I want to you to share where to get your book learn more about what you're doing and so many wonderful things to change this world for good uh we have a campaign that we are doing right now it's called lift women up it's very very simple uh cards we're giving cards it's through the i've got a social media uh campaign going on but it's very simple it's really supporting women every single day of your life in simple ways you know and, and asking other women how you can help them but uh if there's anything you can do to help support that, I'm, uh, at the museum they're going to be supporting this campaign, so I'm excited about that. But uh, I really want to help you any way I can, too, and, and we can have so much more fun doing it together. So, Well, I'm, I'm happy to help in any way I can, Nancy. Would you send me some more information about a- Absolutely. That? I'll have Kathy send – uh, uh, what is your – is it yours? Kathy. Your, Kathy will send Kathy some Kathy information. How about Kathy? that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Kathy, please Kathy. do. I mean, I'm I'm happy to post about it and uh, sure. support Thank in you. any ways I can. And I, I've got your book right here, uh, and I'm going to be taking it with me to London. Thank you. So that the next time we talk, I can talk to you about your book. Absolutely. But I really appreciate your being interested in, in, in what I'm doing, and our work is so connected, Nancy. No, you know? it's, um, it's we're soul sisters. We just, yeah. And we're both Southerners. We're soul Southerners. <laughs> soul <laughs> soul Southern sister Southerners. Sister. Wait, wait. Soul Southern Dangerous Sisters. Uh, that's right. We are. All right. So how do they learn where to find the book, more about yeah. you, and we'll, we'll, well end a, book, a great conversation yeah. there. Well, thank you. Well, the book is available uh, everywhere in bookstores and on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and all those places. And the TED Talk, which sort of summarizes the book, yeah. uh, is on TED.com. 
TED Talk, that was a great talk. I, I really enjoyed that. So. Thank you very much. It's you you keep on doing great things. I um, will. You do dangerous, the same. Dangerous woman. So you do the I, same, and we'll I, get dangerous together. More I, I dangerous look forward. Together. I look forward to that. Me Have too, a great Nancy. day. Thank you so Thank much. You.